Street Fighter Five. Street Fighter? I did say Street Fighter. <laughs> that would be a fun game too. Hello and welcome to Game On, a podcast about gaming and other geek culture from a gay perspective. I am your host, as always, Mark Waters, and with us is our other co-host, Steven... Oh, no, Steven's not with us tonight. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, where, where did he go? So, our third co-host, Adam, is with us. Hi, friends. Which makes you the second co-host tonight. It's true. You know, we had a little trouble last, with our last episode. We still don't know. It could have been my fault. It could have been. Could have been wrecked your fault. Him, Mark. I, I was just touching buttons on our recorder. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, so we did record a whole episode that... Uh, Got due to deleted. some technical difficulties, we could not um, edit into a podcast. So. It's truly a lost file. Like yeah. a lot of those old Doctor Whos that just simply got taped over. Do you know about that? Oh, yeah. That At the BBC? Really did happen. That's it true. really did. They lost a bunch of Doctor Whos because they were on videotape. And mm-hmm. after they showed them on TV, they didn't think it was a good enough program. And they just <laughs> taped over them, you know? Well, they still splice in some of the first episode. Yeah. They did that recently in a Doctor Who. Well, some of the stuff is still preserved. But there's apparently yeah. a secret cache of Doctor Who tapes out there somewhere. Of the that... terrible like seasons from the 80s or like from the early 60s seasons. Well, and even recently they found footage from the first Super Bowl that somebody taped off of TV. Oh, really? And, yeah, and they thought this, they, the first Super Bowl was taped over in the same fashion. <laughs> but somebody at their house had an early recorder somehow and they found the tape up in the, somebody's attic and it was still in decent shape. And so they were able to play the first Super Bowl on you know, whatever. And now we live in an era where you can't get rid of it or something, whether you film it and give it to anybody or not. Whoa. It's going to be out in the cloud forever. Yeah. Your dick pics are in the cloud no matter what. Or boob pics if you're a girl. There was a, uh, there on Facebook, somebody had made a, um, there was some teacher that, he was a teacher for God's sake, and uh-huh. some footage that he had filmed of him jerking off or fucking <laughs> or something got leaked by students. It was found and leaked oh by students and he lost his job about it. Of course. And I was like, that's why you don't film these things. Because, and then I got called out for blaming the victim. That's true. That's a little slut shamey. Although I know you're you not You can be a slut. No, no, slut. no. You can be a slut and not film it. Well, but that's part of the fun of oh. being a slut. Okay, we're going to It's half saving it for posterity. Oh, <laughs> Remembering no. your Rem- slut days past. Remember when I came all over your face? <laughs> and we videoed yeah, it. Yeah, we videoed it. Isn't that great? And then it got leaked all over the cloud. We didn't talk about any of this. No, this is all new podcast. content. <laughs> this is all special just for you just listeners. For you. All right, so let's get the ball rolling. Let's right. talk about what we're currently playing. Okay. Press start to play. So I'll start because mm-hmm. I finally finished Borderlands 2. Well, technically, I guess I finished it a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big celebration then, too. Right. <laughs> um, and so I immediately uh, picked right up with Fallout New Vegas. Uh-huh. And um, I'm having some fun. I'm actually enjoying it a lot more now than when I first started. Okay. Uh, the game is older than I thought it was. It's actually from 2010. Oh, six years. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a And long isn't time isn't Skyrim from 2011? I think so. Yeah, 2011. Yeah. So it's actually a little older than Skyrim. Uh-huh. And partly because of the um where you're where you're at, you know, the desolate landscape and everything, it really started making me miss playing Skyrim because at least you have oh. forests and snow and other True. kinds of 
weather and locales that you can tromp through. I've mm. never been, as much as Vegas can be fun, I've never been a fan of desert locales. Yeah. They just make me feel dry and dusty and right. thirsty. Have you entered into the actual city at all? Uh, no, not yet. It's very far away. Okay. And so um, this game is not as fun as I thought that like Fallout 4 would be. Uh-huh. And one of the major differences I noticed was, at least on Fallout 4, you, you start in uh, the world before it blew up. Because okay. all of the fallouts take place after a, a nu- right. nu- nuclear, 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 <laughs> nuclear um, uh, bombs going off. Uh-huh. And the, you seek shelter, and you're in a vault. Right. That's how Fallout 4 starts. Mm-hmm. Fallout 3 already takes place after the nuclear war happened. Well, Fallout 3, you or, start... Or, sorry, uh, Fallout New Vegas. Well, I will tell you Fallout 3, because I have played the beginning. So okay. you actually start out in the bunker and then exit the bunker. Right. So Th- it does... This one doesn't start right. in a bunker. Okay. You're a courier. Uh-huh. And in fact, I because I'm a courier, I picked the name FedEx. <laughs> I don't know why. It just seemed like the right thing. And you get to design your own character. So uh-huh. uh, for the first time ever, to my knowledge, I'm playing an Asian woman. Okay. You can pick the race, you can pick the sex, you Good. can pick everything. Diversity. Yeah. Good. Representation. For some reason, it was really important for me to play a woman in this. I don't know why. She's got big hips, though. Um, Burthen. Yeah, Burthen <laughs> hips. And um, you're a courier, and you're, the thing you're carrying, which is a poker chip, gets stolen okay. from you. And you get shot in the head and buried. <laughs> okay. But you're saved by a robot who drags you into a town called Good Springs. And not, that's where you wake clap up. Not Claptrap. No, not Claptrap. <laughs> this one's a little bigger and a little friendlier. Not quite as annoying. Um, so you wake up in the doctor's office. And that's when you can set up your character. And I watched this great little thing on YouTube about how to set up your character so that it can earn, you know, you can take advantage of your power-ups and everything the most. Uh-huh. And um, so far, it's all turned out correctly. Like, I picked intelligence at one point as a, as a plus. Right. And so I get two more perk points to spend when distributing it between science and, right. you know, all the, all the attributes that mm-hmm. you can pick and level up and stuff. Yeah. Lock pick and all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, following the guide was a good thing. Good. And I'm enjoying the game. You know, I'll go home and play it tonight. Is it... Is it similar to Skyrim in the way that the missions yes. are done? And the factions oh. that I would have to say really annoy me. <laughs> because I know it leads to good replayability. Yeah. Uh, because you can make different decisions. But as in Skyrim, if you decide to one back to back one faction over the other, you can really fuck yourself. Yeah, well... The one thing about Skyrim is that you can sort of put off the decision for a long time and do a lot of other stuff. Yeah. But if you're already choosing right now, then this must be an early decision. Well, yes. So when you're the very first town you wake up in, after you go around and you meet everybody in the town, they get attacked by a bunch of guys in blue shirts. And they're like, it's basically prison wear. Mm-hmm. And they're called the pow- the powder gangers. <laughs> and it turns out that they're a group of guys from a prison that um, that rebelled against the new California Republic, okay. the NCR. So they're uh-huh. like the military. Okay. And so they rebelled against the NCR. They took over this prison and you instantly curry disfavor with them by shooting and killing their men. Right. 
<laughs> and it only goes downhill from there. So I've just because I'm Californian, I uh-huh. think I decided to side with the NCR, okay. and I'm just kind of sticking to my guns. Good. Well, that's usually with the best course of action. It's just to pick one and then just deal with it, and then it. just stick with it. Totally. Which is, I guess, it's fun if you want to replay the game and make different decisions. But I'm not like that. At least with Borderlands Two, there was a specific path that you were following. You didn't have to do all the missions in the exact same order or anything, but. Uh-huh. There was a, a gradated progression. Yes. Yeah. And I enjoy that a lot more than, than being just able to completely just... open world. Right, to have a choose-your-own-adventure yeah. at this point. I agree with you. Well, because I hate making bad decisions. I was one yeah. of those guys that when I would read a choose-your-own-adventure book, uh-huh. that I would hold my finger... So you could go back. So I could go check. back if I happened to die or something uh-huh. like that. <laughs> so you can't necessarily... You can do that with this game, but you have to save at a particular point. Right. And but you never know if you're making a monumental decision or not. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. Yeah. So I've already fucked it up with the powder gangers. Well, for just instance, slap those bitches around and <laughs> stick to your guns. It's a bunch of fucking prisoners. <laughs> anyway, what are you playing? Um, well, I am currently still playing Final Fantasy XIV. There was actually a new patch released last night, which what does I that started mean? playing a little bit today. So they release. New content every maybe like um, four to six months, I would estimate. I think the last one, actually the last one was December, so it's been like three months, I guess. But when you say patch, to me that indicates that there was a flaw in the game and this is patching it up. Nope, it's new content that they added. They do fix bugs, um, but they also add like new weapons, new dungeons, new quests. Um, And they call them patches. Yeah. No. Okay. And it's a way for you know people who have completed all of the main story quests to keep playing because right. then there's new stuff that they can do like every so often. Well, and it's a monthly subscription. Exactly. I to sort of take a little tangent. I remember uh-huh. when Richard told us about um, when he wanted to save money. Uh huh. And um, he would whenever he wanted to save money from the bars, he would renew his subscription to World of Warcraft. <laughs> you know, so he'd stay home and play that. Well, I met a guy at one of the bars in Long Beach that has had a, like, 10 or 12-year subscription to World of Warcraft. Oh, my God. And he said that he wasn't, he wasn't going out. He said he was antisocial, but it's not antisocial to stay home and play games. Mm-hmm. But he stayed at home for, you know, like a year, a couple years. Yeah. Didn't go out. He just played Warcraft. And paid off credit cards. Yeah. You know, which I'm like, fuck, maybe I'll do that. You know, that doesn't sound so bad. You can't play Final Fantasy XIV on the PS3. Cannot. You can. You can? Yeah. Oh. It's on both. Yeah, but I've got so much to do. (laughs) I feel, doing this podcast, I feel compelled to play games. It's almost like having to do fun work. It's true. But without getting paid. Well, and my, my compelling game that I decided that I should play. So I had something to talk about besides Final Fantasy XIV mm-hmm. was Bloodborne. Oh, yeah. So right. Steven uh, let me borrow his copy. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I'm done. I'm not playing it anymore. I, I... <sighs> So basically, you just sort of like go into this world. <laughs> the first enemy you fight is supposed to kill you. And then you wake up in this place where you can finally buy weapons. And mm-hmm. and then you kind of... There's really no direction to the game at all. No. Um, and you, 
light a lantern, which is basically like your spawn point. So mm-hmm. when you die, you keep getting respawned at this lantern. Right. And there is not a second lantern for a long, long time. Yeah. So you either... The one thing I finally realized was like, okay, I don't really need to kill all of these enemies and keep dying. I just like ran through all of them as fast as I could. Yeah. But then at some point, there's enough enemies to kill you. So it's like you can't really just power run through it. But then it's like... You can get to a safer location. Ugh, you know, it's just... It's just it's not friendly to begin playing a new game like that. To, yeah. You know, like, and I know there's like expert quote unquote gamers out there who don't like the tutorial missions and stuff, mm. but th- th- there's actually absolutely no direction as to what you're supposed to be doing is a little frustrating. Yeah. And then when you keep dying and then go back, you know, to where you were 30 minutes ago in the game. Yeah. You know, that's that's something that happened in the 1980s when you couldn't save your game. <laughs> right. Well, on top of that... <clears throat> Having watched a lot of them, because it was, I have to say that it was a lot of fun to watch somebody else play, somebody who was into the game, and I found, Mm -hmm. I don't remember the name of the guy, but he had YouTube videos explaining powers and, or weapons that he would build and all that kind of stuff. It was, Mm -hmm. it acted as a tutorial, but you could also watch him play through the game. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have even known what the hell the game was about unless he actually took the time to read stuff out and uh-huh. to say, this is what this means. And if you didn't do this back there, you wouldn't be able to do this now. Oh, like in when you start in this town at uh-huh. the beginning, you can talk to people behind doors. You yes. never actually see them. Right. But you can also talk to people at windows. Okay. And like I remember seeing him play this game and talking to this one little girl at a window that if you didn't talk to her you missed out on a mission to try and find her sister Ugh. or something like that. And it's like, how would you know to go uh, up to a fucking yeah, window? I don't like that. You know? I don't like that. So I understand being frustrated. It looks pretty, but it's it's almost so almost so gothic in appearance that it really... Um, well, it seems hell-bent on giving players a challenge, like being a challenging game. Mm-hmm. And, okay, I get that. Like, you know, everyone wants a challenge, but... At least they should get you into a point where you can, you know, where you feel comfortable knowing what you're supposed to be doing. There's right. no direction as to no. what if what you're doing is really the right thing. Right. And you have to have an interest in the story and read everything you come across, yes. which you probably should do anyway if you're playing a game. Yeah, but there's like things everywhere on the ground. Yeah. Like sprites and right. things where you can like see like right. how there's other little, people died. And there's like, like little purple patches that come out of the ground. They're, yes. they're like hands that come out of the ground. Right. and and yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, well, it's I like think other players all of the, yeah, I think can leave notes online, and stuff. Yes, like, and you know what? It's I'll play Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah, it's not Thank my cup you. of tea. Yeah. <laughs> so I understand. But we also do have a brand new game that came out last week, less yeah. than a week ago. I guess That's a right. week ago. That's right. We played a little bit of it. Yes, Street Fighter Five for all of you who <laughs> might be fans of the fighter genre. We certainly know one. Yes. Yes. And so um, we're going to let him give a little review in a second. Uh, But we can talk about our impressions of the game. I can tell you right off the bat that all the women have gigantic tits. There's lots of heaving bosoms. Yeah. Huge boobies. And lots of heaving men bosoms. Yeah. The men are... I don't want to say they're hot. Or bellies. Or bellies. Who's that one guy that I played oh, yeah. that he... he had the chain. He's like a biker. Like a daddy bear or something. Yeah, and Almost. then he like Ginger threw bear. bottles of liquor at you. Uh-huh. 
or drank it real quick and then smashed it right. on your head. <laughs> um, what I do have to say that I noticed right away about the game is it is a lot more family friendly than Mortal Kombat. Yes. There's n- no blood for right. starters. Right. You know, and even it's all you, cartoon violence. Yeah. Which makes it, you know, a lot more family friendly. But it's also very, um, very high speed. Mm-hmm. I mean, in order to get the combos and get the, the punches in and to do it, I mean, like, the timing is, is quick. Well, speaking of timing, the load time before <laughs> you start a fight, well, it yeah. takes a long time. Yeah, more than happens. your average game. Yeah. Mm, I think it's longer than your average game for sure. And there, so it, I don't remember, is there a main storyline or does each character just have a little well, storyline? Yeah, he said that there's like every character has sort of like a, a couple little story missions, but I think he mentioned that the, um, the downloadable content that's going to be released is free based oh. on if you can buy it with in game money. So you're right. not actually necessarily purchasing it, but you're buying it. Which you probably have the option to purchase it with mm-hmm. dollars, but you can unlock these downloadable contents with in-game currency, which to me is great because then it rewards the players who actually play it, and then the people who don't want to put in the time to it can still get the content by just paying for it. So uh, another huge thing that happened yeah. was the Deadpool movie yes. came out and really, oh really kicked serious ass. Seriously. And this is a movie that Fox did not want to make. Right. Until they somebody... They didn't understand it. Right. But somebody... Well, didn't Ryan Reynolds say he was 70% sure it wasn't him that did leak the footage? Well, and he is one of the producers on the film. <laughs> but somebody released test footage from the movie. That got a green lit. And that's, yeah, it generated a lot of fan interest and a lot of internet interest. And so I, somebody at Fox was just finally like, okay, fine, we'll, we'll make it. And you know now it's made more money than any X-Men film. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, a hundred and, th- I think it made over a hundred, did it make 130 it million 130 or plus? in the first week. Yeah, the first weekend. Yeah. Opening weekend, it made that much money. So right. I think by the week, by the time the week played out, I think it made 165 million. Yeah. Which far outperformed Fan Forstick. Fan Forstick. <laughs> <laughs> which I still haven't watched. Hey, Jamie Bell's hot. Period. Yeah, of course. He's in good shape. Um, and uh, it is a fun movie. I love. You yeah. know, it's the jokes are great. He's perfect. He's perfect. He's just born for this role. Yes. He's totally redeemed. It has a you know one or two. Green Lantern jokes stuck in there. Uh-huh. It's got one or two Wolverine, Wolverine jokes totally. stuck in there. You do get to see his ass, like his uh-huh. real ass. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds' real perky booty. Yes, he has this kind of a small butt, but it's very muscular. He was pretty thin, I have to admit. Yes, well, which is surprising considering his first appearance was in X Files, playing like a high school football jock <laughs> and he was he was a little pudgy i know the camera adds 10 pounds so it's hard to say exactly what it looked like mm-hmm. but i remember him being a little baby faced mm-hmm. we'll just say so he has worked hard on that physique <laughs> my god and they they do show his dangle in one of the fight scenes but it it's could, a total cgi dangle. it could be cgi dangle i'm sure it is yeah it was it was outline of peen yeah, yeah. it was flopping around enough he could have used it as a whip and it was like half a second worth yeah. So if but I know, it was still thank you. Thank yes. you, Fox. Thank and, you. But Ryan. I do have to call them out a little bit on the whole pansexual thing. I didn't find him as pansexual as was no, promised. No, no. But um I mean there was no kissing Spider-Man. No. No. 
Um, but there was nothing explicitly saying that he wasn't. That's either, true. You know. Well, that when there's, he, there's like dick jokes and there's, right. you know, he, yeah. <laughs> Asshole jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Lots. Lots of good, good stuff. <laughs> and he's just nice to look at, period. There, spoiler alert, was a pegging scene. They alluded to it. Yes, you're right. Oh, no, they showed it. <laughs> what? They showed her doing it to him. I, oh, that's right. They did. Yeah. Well, there's our pansexuality right exactly. there. Exactly. All right, he got pegged. <laughs> totally forgot about that. It uh, was a pegging moment. It wasn't really a scene. Right. I loved uh, Teenage Negasonic Negasonic Warhead. Teenage Warhead. Oh, that's it. I never get the name right. Yeah. I thought she was great. I'm, uh-huh. I'm led to understand that she's a lot different from the character as created. Yeah, the character as created does not have a lot of history to draw off of. Yeah. Which I think is part of the reason why they used her. But having her do stuff like text during before the battle right. and stuff like that and just being a sullen teenager was fucking great. Yes. I do take issue with how they did uh, Colossus. Yeah. Only because because you never saw Colossus in his human form. Right. The voice that they used for him, which was a Russian-sounding voice. Right. Very stereotypically Russian-sounding. But also sounded very disembodied. If anything, he kind of sounded like Marcus from Borderlands, if you ever heard that character. Heavily Russian-influenced. Right. You know. Um, And they made jokes a couple times about the fact that he was... He and Negasonic Teenage Warhead were like the only two (laughs) X-Men characters that they could afford (laughs) to be in a picture. They can afford a lot more now. (laughs) They sure can. Next time they're not going to have an X-Men movie, it'll be a Deadpool versus X-Men or something. True, Wouldn't true. that be fun? Well, and you know, there's been rumors about an X-Force movie, which originally Deadpool, his first appearance was not an X-Force, I believe. Well, and there is a stinger at the end of the Deadpool movie. Yes. Which alludes to Cable. Yes. So, which I didn't stay for it. I hope happens <laughs> because I want some... Muscle Silver Daddy. Well, have you uh, seen who's who's trying to get the part? Oh hell yes! The general from uh, from Avatar. Avatar. Stephen Lang, I believe, is his name. Could be. Which is very close to Scott Lang, so I might be. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I don't know. But he's muscular and he's got the silver hair. He's and got the whole daddy thing going on. Tweeted pictures of his biceps mm-hmm. lobbying for the role, which yeah. I'd get behind because he's kind of right for You'd it. want him to get behind you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'll take. A gun on either side. <laughs> <laughs> so congrats to um, to Fox for finally uh, realizing it had a gold mine when it didn't know it. True. Is that congrats to Fox? Fuck uh, no. Yeah, we don't congrats need to congratulate Congrats to Fox. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> good, good job. For 70% not leaking the movie. <laughs> for 70%, right. We're not 100% sure, but mm, right. who won out in the end? Good. All right, so it's now time of this little podcast to talk about what made us level up. Yay. Yay. So <laughs> well, I went first last time, so All why right. don't you go first? Well, I don't know who's been watching this new show, um, but Samantha B. Full Frontal, Full Frontal with Samantha B. Mm-hmm. is the actual name of the show. Uh, the newest comedy news show, uh, it's on Monday nights on TBS. Yeah. And she is killing it. She, she could, it could have been what Daily Show is not. The Daily Show could have been this. And to be honest, I don't know anything about the Daily Show anymore because Trevor Noah. He's cute. His few appearances that I saw on the Daily Show were yeah. like, not he's not stellar. funny at all. And no. then he was the named the successor to John Stewart. It's almost like so they went with looks. Confused. They went with looks over comedic ability. 
or maybe they thought that having a, an ethnic voice was was better. I don't know, but Perhaps. there's no woman that has a late night show right now. Right. She and she made in this uh, last night's episode. She actually made a joke about all the because she. <laughs> uh, I don't want to get too much into, into too many details, but <clears throat> the bit the segment was about. Um, you know, getting your girls excited that they can be anything they want to be. And, you know, a girl wants to be a park ranger. And then all of the cases of, like, rape and sexual assault in the park range, you know, like, at the Grand Canyon <laughs> National. And right. so she's going through, like, all these jobs that, you know, you want your daughters to be aspire to and, like, and just, you know, have these great careers. But they're constantly getting assaulted by the male workers in these fields. <laughs> and so then there was a really great segue joke about her being the only female as a late night uh-huh. show host. Uh-huh. And so who were the rapist hosts? Well, so it wasn't necessarily <laughs> Cosby saying never that, hosted was, a late night show. But it was just alluding to, you know what, there is just, there is not an equal number of females to males in so many fields. And yes. she was just using her own as an example. Well, and Joan Rivers is still, I mean, I guess Chelsea Lately counts as a show host sort of that's no longer on no and now she does something but joan rivers was the first and then it took you know like over a decade for us to have another one yeah you know and the failure of her show on fox was so monumental her husband killed himself wow yeah it um and so samantha b i don't have cable Mm -hmm. so tbs is not on hulu unfortunately which is where i watch most of my tv Mm -hmm. luckily she has a YouTube channel. Yay, good. And you can watch a lot of the segments on YouTube. Good, 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 good. And uh, it makes watching the commercials all worth it because <laughs> I want her to succeed. Yes. It is a funny fucking show. Yep. Yes. Love it. It's everything I wanted it to be. I'm very happy with it. I'm so excited. Speaking, I also I also yeah. watched uh, John Oliver's show. Oh, yes. Which is also great. Like, I know... You know, but The Daily Show I don't watch anymore. And no. so really, it's just these two at this point, John Oliver and Samantha Bee, who are Daily Show well, I think, alumni. Well, I think part of what it illustrates is the importance of a show that has political and social satire mm-hmm. cannot be contained by uh, by Comedy Central. Yeah. They don't have the market right. on that kind of thing, especially with John Oliver's show, mm-hmm. where he can really go balls to the wall. And it's, you know? and it's a perspective that... On comedy satire from a woman who Samantha B, not John Oliver. Samantha B, <laughs> who let's be honest, you know, like we just said, there isn't, there's nobody else out there right no. now. So she is a unique voice in the crowd, and her delivery is great. Yes. She still has that manic energy. She has, and she has that that's that I don't know that kind of I don't want to say a bitchy voice. Uh-huh. She has that sarcastic voice yes. that John. Uh, John Stewart was able to capture really well. Uh-huh. Like you don't hate her for being sarcastic. You right. feel like she's on your side. Right. And she knows that you're smart. Because she's basically just saying the logical responses yes. in her way. Yeah. <laughs> so when she was going over um, jobs that that men had that, that women got raped at, did she go over Uber at all? Uh, she didn't talk about Uber. No. Oh, okay. Well, at the time that we are recording well, so you know, this... Oh, okay. I, I use Lyft more than Uber, uh-huh. and when I get asked by the drivers, oh, why do you use Lyft more? And I'm like, well, because there aren't a lot of Lyft drivers that have raped passengers, uh-huh. which unfortunately there have been quite a few Uber drivers that have. But yeah. then in Kalamazoo, uh, there was a guy that was, t- he was an Uber driver that was shooting people. Oh my God. Between picking people up. <laughs> he killed six people. That's so fucked up. Right. So it. what made me level up? Is not this, mm-hmm. obviously. 
But there's a show, there's a new, it's not new. It's mm -hmm. a podcast that I've recently been turned on to mm -hmm. called The Sword and the Scale. Sword and Scale. Okay. And it is a true crime podcast mm -hmm. that would cover a story like this and go in depth about it. They actually have, they have uh, like three writers that work on it. It's, it used to be a weekly show, but now it's bi-weekly mm -hmm. um, because it was getting so popular that they needed to take more time to write more material. But it's almost like um, if you're an NPR listener, it's almost like um, This American Life for uh -huh. True Crime. Yep. Okay. It's got great music in the background. Mm -hmm. um, you can go to their website and listen to the music that was featured on the episode separately. Do they do like a different case each episode? Yes. Well, sometimes they do two parts mm -hmm. if it's a particularly involved case. Okay. But the host has a delivery that is sort of detached uh, in the way that uh, Rod Serling was on mm -hmm. Twilight Zone. Mm -hmm. um, but he's also very good at conducting interviews. And they use a lot of uh, archival... Um, not footage, but sound mm -hmm. from police interrogations, police um, briefings to the to reporters, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of behind the scenes stuff. And if you're a true crime fan like me, the sword and scale is absolutely riveting. But what's even more remarkable about the show is that from the get go, from episode one, it sounded like a professional show. Good. It sounded like a show that could be carried on NPR or, you know, whatever your local NPR affiliate is. Right. It is so professionally well produced. And it's because the guy that is the host mm -hmm. studied sound engineering when he was in school. That helps. It surely does. Good. <laughs> so they're up to episode 60 now. Oh, wow. Yes. There's a lot. How, how long are the episodes? I think it's only been going... They're over an hour. Okay. But you don't notice the time going by. Wow. In fact, when I'm on my way home tonight, I'll probably listen to one. Good. Um... It is absolutely riveting. Fascinating. And that's my... I'll have to check it out. That's my recommendation. You will be hooked. Thank you. Yeah. So that's all the time we have for this week. It's just yep. the two of us, so it's a little short of a show. But we will we will have a, a big, full-sized episode with all of us and uh, in no time at all. That's right. All right. Until then, game, game on. on.